0: Greetings, my friends. Mark Overson, welcome to Minute with Mark with the infamous Jaden Easton. Jaden, are you there? Glad to
1: be here. I'm excited.
0: Okay, so I have a give Jaden the prep. This is an off-the-cuff episode. I was going to tell Jaden what we're going to talk about, but I'm not. I said, you know what, I'm just going to interview you live. And and here's what the subject of the matter is. Jaden, was, you did a half a million dollars when you were how old, Jaden?
1: Well I was about eighteen years old, okay. last year of
0: high school. Yeah, parents' house, going to high school. You know, you were a full time student? Yep, full
1: time
0: just in high school. And Same then year. you started this blog on how to jailbreak your iPhone and the half a million came from revenue of advertisers. Is that the deal? Yeah, from, just from
1: people clicking ads from a program from Google.
0: Google AdSense. Wow. So you, you did a half about a half was it four hundred and twenty thousand or was it like five hundred and twenty or was what was the rev total? Approximately. I don't remember the
1: exact number. It was just slightly over 500. I
0: think it was around like the 520,000 wow. range. Wow. Well, so that was when he was 18. And then um, he went, as I understand it. So basically, Jaden runs Mike brands right now. He is the project manager over pretty much everything we do. He's the tech lord. We call him the LeBron James. And so, what I wanted to do for this off the cuff. Is kind of ask him some questions I don't even know the answers to because, Jaden, you get so much done so fast that nobody knows how you do it, including me, and there's so many hats you wear. And I give you the cue of shit you do for everybody is out of control. I don't know how you manage it and stay sane. So do you stay sane or do you have sleepless nights over? Because, for instance, everybody, like we went out to eat. We uh, had a nice sushi meal with Landon and Stapes, who are two of our cultural leaders in Invisible Empire. And I was just telling them like some of the behind the scenes. And Stapes said, you know, there's so much going on behind the scenes. We don't even know what's going on. Because like Jaden will be getting price you know he'll be price shopping for our deliverable for our physical journals like the the boxes that they're going to go in meanwhile he's negotiating with china to get cheaper cheaper things coming over and dealing with the tariffs that we you know are that are imposed on us when we do stuff with china and then he's submitting merchant accounts and he's dealing with our brokers and banks and how do you go to bed and like? Are you do you hate your life, Jaden, or how do, you, <laughs> how do you? How do you? How do you?
1: Yeah, I just go day to day as a zombie. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, how do you? How
0: do you compartmentalize so many unrelated, detached projects? That's my number. Yeah. That's my first question.
1: Like, here's the thing: I I can enter that state if I don't uh, do regular brain dumping. And what I mean by brain dumping is. I always like to kind of just start my day with writing everything that's going on on a piece of paper. Sometimes it's not a piece of paper, sometimes it'll just be on my computer. Um, But just kind of just writing everything down that's on my mind to kind of expel it so it's not like burning something. Because I feel if I don't do that, then I I do get stressed out, then I do start to magnify um, how long things are going to take. But if I find if I brain dump, I can see everything I have to do in that day. I can kind of prioritize what I think is most important. And just the simple act of doing that is just kind of dispels all of the stress for
0: me. So, uh, yeah. Jaden, there's like tambourines and shit going on in the background there. So I don't know what you're playing or if you got bells on bells on your body. But try to, try to not have that loud stuff going on. Um, now, so my question is, with the brain dump, you do the – the brain dump. How about yesterday's stuff, though? Do you write it down again? Because, you know, a lot of these projects are multi-day, multi-week projects. Do you dump that? You know, because, like, we don't have a box solution yeah. quite yet. So I, do you I have can, a… Kind
1: of a, kind of a system in place. Um, like, a lot of this stuff um, that's… I, I, so I use an app called Asana, which is kind of like a to-do app uh, okay. on Mac. Can you spell and, that for
0: everybody um, so they can uh, grab it? How they grab it?
1: Yeah, it's A-S-A-N-A. Okay. And Basically, it's for the smartphone, for the, computer, for the computer.
0: Now, why did you go with Asana over Evernote or over... There's so there's like a billion productivity apps. Why did you go there with Asana? Is,
1: I, and and I've, try, I've tried a ton of them. And for whatever reason, uh, it could just be personal preference. I just feel that Asana is kind of the... If there's not excess. I find a lot of these productivity apps that are super complicated to use because they throw so many features at you. Asana is really kind of bare bones, yet it's still still powerful. <laughs> if that makes sense, it's just set up in, in, in this way. Okay. Got. Um, okay. Yeah. So. So. so basically, uh, I, I have a few different categories uh, of, of tasks on there, like things that are in progress. Um, so anytime that uh, something with a project's in progress, I, I keep it there just so I always know. And I don't forget about
0: so, it. So right now, Jaden, right now, can you rattle off like seven to ten things that are on your list? Like, tantri- I don't care if people hear what, what's on there. Um, like seven to ten things, are they all written down? Or like, can you give us a bullet bullet of seven to ten things that are on that list right now?
1: Yeah, so some of the things are This is my sneaky. Is- this is
0: my sneaky way of making sure you're working, Jaden. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway,
1: yeah, exactly. That, that's the real reason this interview is. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so invisible empire journal uh, journals order. We got to reorder order that, and that let me know we were running low. So I have that on there just because I haven't actually heard back from the lady yet. And if I don't put it on there, I don't want to forget that I haven't heard back and that okay. not actually get done. Um, and then I have. Uh, uh, the invisible empire boxes to reorder. I have uh, so the the journals.
0: The so the physical the writ the writing journals are to be reordered, and the boxes we ship them in. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yep. Okay. Both those things. And then go on the release of the rolling reserve for one of our merchants. I'm still waiting to hear back
0: Yeah. So um, we get a certain percentage. I think it's ten percent. Is it ten percent? of our money goes just shaved off the top into a reserve and then is released every six yeah, months. Yeah, and then
1: we're supposed to start getting the ten percent back each each and every month from that. So that's important. And we haven't heard back um, from the, Yeah, and
0: so you know, just on a note of reserve, I mean how much do we have in there right now? We have to have
1: Yeah I mean, close to thirty K it's like twenty seven or twenty eight I believe.
0: Yeah so here's the thing if you guys aren't vigilant, because when you're starting to process bigger numbers a lot of times, the the banks will keep a little reserve, and then they want, they, and then they a lot of times want to see your bank account to make sure you're keeping cash flush. So, to, I want to be really usable in this time. So, your personal bank accounts, if you want to scale, and when I say scale, this means you're going from ten thousand to one hundred thousand, and in a month, there the banks, the merchants, once you they don't care when you're processing twenty thousand a month, thirty thousand a month, they don't really care. Once you go over like 100,000, 200,000, as soon as you go over 500,000, then you enter out of small business into bigger business. They basically do like a freaking FBI investigation on your life. They want all your bank accounts, they want to see that you can hold cash. They check through fully your credit. They look at all your transactions because you're you're the personal guarantor well, I am, the personal guarantor yeah. for all this stuff, and they got to make sure that that my my credit, my funds, my bank, uh, my spending activities—that everything's you know clean—and the dirtier it is, the more impossible it is to process big numbers. And so, you right now, for those of you who are listening, we have a lot of young listeners. Start keeping cash in your savings. Start keeping cash. You got to show when the, when the because when it comes time to scale, they want to see. And this is a very this is a very unfortunate reality. They want to see that you can hold money. That's just what they want to see. They want to see because if and the reason they do this is if there's a mass chargeback or you know, Samsung has to reissue all these phones, return all this money. Their merchants, you know, Samsung isn't their own merchant. They're with Visa MasterCard everybody just like everybody else. Samsung has to have hundreds of millions in cash reserves inside their accounts, and that's for things that go crazy like that. So if there's a mass refund or whatever, they want to know that you, you've you got the cash to refund the people. Do you see what I'm saying? This is making sense? So here's what happens. If you're young and you come on a great idea and it, and it shows up and you're ready to blow up, the merchants will look at your account and say, you're going to have to have a cosigner to guarantee for this because – and this is just to take the money. This is to receive the freaking money. This isn't to get a loan. This is to get the money. So here's what happens. It happens all the time. I've seen it happen on multiple occasions to the dire consequence of the idea creator. They have to have a cosigner and because and then the cosigner, he's not crazy. She's not crazy. So she gets cut in a fat percentage because she's the ultimate bearer or he's the ultimate bearer of the business in reality. And they start chipping in on 30, 40, 50% of the proceeds and all of a sudden, just because you didn't, financial discipline you lose so much money down the road because banks will not give you uh, merchant accounts of any meaningful number so that's a very long sermonette to a short lesson keep cash in your savings keep cash in your checking keep cash in your life insurance policies keep cash in wherever because they like to see like hey this this kid this guy this girl they don't have to spend every dollar they make they don't have to cuz they look back 12 months i mean they look they look back forever it's ridiculous
1: all right yeah, that was a, very a that it's was a true. really
0: long haranguing thing but it'll save somebody out there um all right so jaden that's on there so you're dealing with and and then getting the reserve money back so we get 10% so this last month we processed um i think we did around 250 total but we processed 180 you know, through one of our merchants. And so that's a, what's 10% of that? 180, 18, 18 grand. Right? Yeah,
1: luckily on that account, we don't have uh, a reserve. It, it's on 180 So
0: uh, we we didn't, so what percentage of the 180 was uh, reserved? None of it?
1: I actually double check with Paul. I don't think we have a reserve on that because there's nowhere that says like money held in reserve.
0: Wow, so well, that helps a lot. So we have we have uh, several accounts because we have several different brands and products and price points. And you know, our travel account is a separate account from our information account. That's a separate account from our limitless account. That's a separate account from our Hoverson leadership account. And so we have a lot of these accounts, and all of them you got to stay on top of. But anyway, so you're you're haranguing to get like thirty grand back from our reserves, which is an ongoing thing that you just have to keep begging for (laughs) usually is ultimately all right. So keep going through your to-do list. I know you're going to work out here in a few minutes, but um, hit me with other things that are on your to-do list. I'm interested.
1: Yeah, so I have uh stripping these Solomon CEO videos into their audio form so people can listen to it no different than like a podcast when they're running, when they're cooking, when they're doing chores. Has there has there running.
0: been requests for that or are you just take an initiative to do that to enhance quality or to enhance the offer?
1: Yeah, no, we, we've actually had a couple requests. I something that I just kind of thought it would be a cool idea myself because I, I really love the Solomon CEO course. And I feel if it was in audio form, I'd actually listen to it more. often. You know, like, this, I'm glad you're
0: doing that because I've heard that many times. I'm just like, I just haven't done it. And then remember, we're gonna and just FYI we're, when we game start gamifying that. I don't know if you're gonna have to reload those videos in a new format anyway, but uh, what service do you use to take a video and just try to get the audio pulled out of it? Can you drop a service you use or a...
1: Yeah, it's actually just just ScreenFlow. So we use ScreenFlow to do a lot of our desktop recording, but you can also just uh, export it just as audio. So I'm just going to literally drop the videos in ScreenFlow and then click export uh, as audio.
0: Okay. And then... And then how do we keep those from being passed around, Jaden, for free? Because we you know we charge a thousand bucks for that course. Now it's gonna be an audio, which is very effervescent to and very ripe for, you know, intellectual property theft and whatnot. How do we how do we ensure that our clients are the ones listening to yeah. that? You know what I'm saying? So, like there's them.
1: there's never a way to Confirming one hundred percent. But what we what we can do is we can use like a, a specific kind of audio player online that makes it really difficult for people to download it because um, right. yeah, otherwise people could just log in, strip the whole thing, yeah. and upload it. And we <laughs> have here, we right. have
0: you know it was funny. I was over at a friend's house um, last. Actually, it was a year ago. It's coming up on Thanksgiving, so we were around there, and I'll leave the friend nameless. But he showed me like a little plug-in thing, like to a USB port that was twenty-five grand. And he said, Yeah, this has every course of everybody, every internet marketer. It's like this is like the golds this is the the fulcrum of the best trainings online. And I go, Really? He goes, Yeah, all your stuff's on there. All pirated. <laughs> and I go, Really? He's like, Yeah, I paid twenty five grand for this. He's like, I got all your courses. I'm like, Yeah, I don't I I was like, Okay, cool, I guess I made it to the pirate the pirated twenty five K fulcrum disc. That is hilarious. Yeah, so there's uh yeah.
1: It's true. I've seen some of your stuff. Oh, it's terribly
0: pirated. Oh, there's website. There's China, and they're China. It's usually China, but whatever. Um, I look at it as just whatever free advertising, I guess. <laughs> a terrible form of yeah, free advertising. Okay, no, no I
1: suppose. I mean, it's it must be in your course popular because. <laughs> yeah. So it it, that's cool. demand for it. All right.
0: So you do the screen flow. We do everything with screen flow, and then another thing I think is really usable for anybody doing videos or selling content or whatever. Um, tracking viewership and tracking when, how long people watch stuff is yeah. critical. And we use Wistia and Jaden, does everyone do that? Or is that like a sophisticated thing we do? I, or does every, is that just like common knowledge that you use that? You know,
1: I I feel like if you're in the direct response marketing niche, you've probably heard of it. But at the same time, I know there's a lot of people that still aren't using it. Because it is fairly new. I mean, I think it only really rolled out in the last one to two years, which in the sense of technology is is pretty baby. So, Wistia has been a game changer, though. It's it's amazing to see, like, drop-off points of where people stop watching videos so you can figure out why they did that. Well, yeah.
0: What's really funny is – so, Wistia – so, I'll make a video, whether it's a marketing video or a deliverable video. And we – we alter our behavior often based on the data, but not always on the data. Like this is a good one with our retirement company. Um, yesterday we were talking with Landon, and we have a hundred-minute video, and it's utterly compelling. And you know, the 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 goal of the video is to create a twenty thousand per month investment. That's that's the, that's the goal: is to create a, a individual buyer to watch the video, be utterly riveted by it, and say, you know what, I'm going to put $20,000 per month into this vehicle. Now the vehicle is 100, I mean the company that holds the money is 130 years old, I mean it's it's not Mark Hoverson holding the money, it's got a little, <laughs> a little more cred than that. But anyway, um, but what we noticed is in that video, the second I show numbers, just basic numbers, quick numbers. The second there's a drop off in viewership. And I'm like, it's funny because this is a math solution. Like money is a math game. And people are so allergic to money that the second the numbers show up, which money is numbers. Okay, everybody, <laughs> money and numbers are the same. They're they're in the same family. Um, we saw viewership go down. So the, the trick with data is to not be a slave to the data, but to think about the data. Because as I was telling Landon and uh, Matt and Shani last night, and Jaden, you were in Canada, or you would have heard it as well, was I said, you know, the data could be, well, we should take that little part out so we retain the viewership. But Landon, who's actually, you know, a, a client in that movement, as a, you know, he's doing it, he yeah. said, no, that was the best part. Those are the best parts. And I said, so here's the trick with the data even though we see a drop-off in that video, the people that actually buy are the only people that matter. And the only people that matter, that we can, and I mean with that matter with this particular brand and this particular project, are people that care about their numbers, care about their wealth, care about their money. Therefore, they're going to lean in towards numbers because that's, some say that math is this, is the language of God. Like, it's just true. Like, there's no wiggle room on it. It's not philosophical, it's it's pretty hard. And so I said that the person that pumps 20 grand a month into this vehicle is a person who leans forward during those parts. And he said, "No, I love it. I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't touch it." And he's he's one of the, you know, larger type of people for this. And so, do you see what I'm saying, Jaden, that you can't be a slave to your data because your data Yeah, your data is just kind of a helper. And oftentimes, the opposite of the data is is the answer, which is really bizarro. For instance, and how that translates as internet marketers is you think, oh man, I'm getting, okay, I'm paying $2 per lead with this targeted word, but I'm only paying $1 per lead with that targeted word. Therefore, I'm gonna cut that other, I'm gonna cut the $2 per lead keyword down, and I'm gonna double my revenue, and I'm gonna double my lead flow on the $1 per lead but all your buyers are coming from the $2 per lead. So it's the $1 per lead that's costing you money because you didn't put your freaking tracking pixel beyond the purchase page, so you don't even know where your buyers are coming from. So this is all scientific marketing stuff, but it's too easy to get fooled by data. Like, really fooled. So you got to learn to go deep thinking on this stuff. Jaden, tell me something. I've not really
1: heard anyone talk about that. uh, It's really a good point.
0: I haven't either, but truth is truth, whether it's stated or not. So... Um, so Jaden with Wistia in particular, um, what's, what, and I got one other outsourcing question then we'll kind of wrap it up cause I know you got to go fill up those biceps. The, um, with Wistia, what do you love? What do we love best about Wistia? What do you love best about Wistia? How much does it cost a month? I mean, what are we spending? <laughs>
1: Uh, so for us, because we're a, a bigger company with more eyes watching our videos, we pay th- anywhere from three to four hundred dollars a month, depending on the, the viewership. But mm-hmm. you you get started for uh, for free actually for the first five videos, and that's like twenty five dollars a month.
0: You're paying four hundred bucks a month for that?
1: <laughs> oh, I... oh yeah, because I mean, so, some of our videos have like thirty five thousand views, right? Like in, in total. So I mean, it's it's a lot. Uh, we have a lot of plays going on, so they charge us more. But oh my gosh! People...
0: I should I should. <laughs> You know, I only we only look at that thing every ninety days. We should probably look at it more often. Jeez, <laughs> it's like you—you you mean our little our little ten minute Wistia investigation that happened once in the last four months was like fifteen hundred dollars to discover. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, we
1: maybe should look at regularly. But
0: here's but here's the power of it. So yesterday or the day before, we plugged in. And I released a new Facebook ad and it has a 13-minute micro training. And what we saw was that retention when someone gets to that video is almost perfect the entire 13 minutes. There's like no real drop-off anywhere. And so what we did with that ad was the next step went to a new kind of video and there was massive drop-off. And so versus sending it to that second video that had the drop-off, I extended that 13-minute video and basically replaced that second video with a new video with the same type of content and me doing my same type of thing to drive towards the be- the next step. Um, now, we haven't tested that yet because it's just getting uploaded as we speak, but that's the power of Wistia. It's got to be scientific. Again, if you really want to hack, you know, and some people will say, well, Mark, how can you guys make so much money and you're playing a lot? Now, we work a lot too. Like, let's not kid anybody here, but um how do you do it we do it cuz we we really seek to work the least hard we possibly can that's not true we seek to waste the least amount of energy like that's yeah. i don't think we've ever stated that but what we're doing is i don't want to waste energy i want to find out what works and and double down on that and i don't double down on anything till i know it works so do you see what I'm saying? That's how we we speed up everything by finding out what works. So with our new Facebook ads, we targeted how many how many targets did we have with guys, girls, and the keywords? Jaden, on this last one, about twenty. So we had twenty targets, twenty different keywords. We would have like, you know, let's say Tony Robbins males, Tony Robbins females. So, you know, those that would be one somebody that likes Tony Robbins on Facebook, and then we target males and females. 30 to 50, blah, blah, blah. And then we can test with heart. We can target with their credit score because Facebook is linked into uh, experience. So they actually know your credit if you're an American. Uh, Canada, I think there's some laws that they don't let them do that. But um, Facebook kind of knows how much you earn just so everybody understands that. But anyway, um, so we did 20 and then we we blasted, what, four or 500 bucks at that. Was that what it was, Jay? Yep.
1: Yeah, it was about five hundred ad spend so far. Right.
0: And then we killed we killed it down to how many at uh, how many targets are we running right now? I
1: think about ten. We pretty much halved
0: it. Yeah. So basically we blasted money at it so we could get to a result fast and find out what keywords we were working with that campaign. We then chopped off the bottom half and now we're at ten. We're gonna chop again, but then with this new process, we're gonna re up and test new. So the point is you know how you really hack everything is with scientific marketing that means you measure everything anything you don't measure doesn't improve it doesn't grow um, that's you got to measure it to be able to track it and so whatever is not being measured is not going to grow no boys that is not including of your penis so you know that's just that's just the nature of the that's just the nature of the beast jaden one other thing with outsourcing do we got a couple more minutes or you got to roll
1: yeah we do
0: okay so we you know i know you use um outsourcers i think clifton's probably your top our top guy he's worked with us in other projects and he's an absolute amazing amazing coder but you do you still do stuff with is it croatia philippines like where's our outsourcers where are they at where do you get them or are we all straight clifton now and everything yeah, for the most part, um, we're more straight
1: Clifton, uh, but in, in the past, I've used a website called Upwork to find a really great person who, who was in the Philippines, um, who we were paying like $10 an hour, who spoke really good English. I even jumped on Skype with him a couple times, um, and he, he's been really great as well. don't use him as much anymore just because we're not doing as much like custom development anymore. Um, but that's, that's been, Clifton's our go-to guy right now. for okay. most of this. So the
0: gamification stuff, was a lot of that built by the Filipino?
1: Yeah, all of it was.
0: Unbelievable. And here's what's crazy about that. We were paying $10 an hour. Um, how much do you think we paid for the Limitless platform to get it functional? Curious.
1: Probably two, two to three grand.
0: Okay. Here's what's wild about it. It's, it's a value that we could sell. And we almost, we almost went into the business of selling a gamification platform because the ones that exist out there for 15000 20000 $50,000, the reason we didn't use those is they sucked. We didn't like them. They were lame. They weren't real reality gamification. They didn't have what we want. So we basically dreamt up what we actually want for true reality gaming and we customed it for two thousand, and now we could sell that easily at an enterprise level for fifty plus thousand per per stake. Total. Now we haven't done that because I because the real you know the real reason I haven't done that is gamification isn't a technology; it's a psychology, and. People think they're buying a technology and then they don't understand the psychology of real life gamification and it's going to be a bad investment for them. So the only way I'd go into that business is if I did probably a 10-hour symposium course, on yeah. gamification and gamified their learning of gamification. And once they went through that and understood, then I'd maybe sell it to them. Because people want to buy the wrong answer all the time. They're always buying the wrong answer. They just love the shortcut without
1: understanding. <laughs> yeah, the they're
0: table. like, oh, I got the same platform no, it's not how it works. Okay, so upwork is good there. Um, Jane, one other thing to keep yourself what what drives you and your seemingly, and I'm kind of like puffing you a little bit here, but it, it really is true. You're a you are if you are a physical manifestation of my dreams. Like I always wanted a partner that could I didn't even know a guy like you existed. I shit you not. I really didn't. I really didn't, Jayden. I'm telling you the truth. Um, what keeps you so doggedly focused? Like, So everybody, when you're looking into partnerships, relations, whether it's your spouse or your best friends or whatever, but business partners in particular, one thing that I have learned to value is consistency of show up. There's like a weather. A person carries a personal weather with them. And some people are like dry as the Sahara, and that's all they are—they're just dry. Some people are electricity and temperamental, and like it's earthquakes one day, it's thunderstorms the next, it's nice skies the next, it's humid the next. You don't know what the hell you're waking up to. Is she going to be moody? Is he going to be a psycho? Is what's he going to? Is he going to fly off the handle? Is he going to quit for two days? Is he going to go into a cat fit? Is he going to have a hissy puff? Is what the you know you have a real consistency of getting work done and even under some emotional duress, if you have any, you don't let that interfere with your work. You just do your work no matter what's going on in your social life. You have a nice integration of it all too. But how do you stay that way or do you not even think about it? You just stay keeled and hardcore, you know, workhorse. (laughs)
1: yeah i mean i think a lot of people like to play video games and i've chosen just to see kind of life is a video game and running the business i mean there's challenges that pop up i mean it really is like a real life video game i just get a lot of satisfaction um from overcoming challenges and just from seeing things grow. i mean, I just think it's crazy how far we've come in the last couple of years um and it i just get a lot of satisfaction i guess from the work i do so for me it's I'm not going to say it's it's always easy, but it's it's there's always uh, an underlying element of, of fun to it and uh, enjoyment to it.
0: So I'm not going to say I don't believe you, but when you're haranguing our bro, you know our merchants to cough up the 30k, and you're dealing with paperwork and uh, all this BS, you find that fun. I mean, how do you do that? I've done it in the past. I don't know. I mean. <laughs> You just what, I mean, what's the other side of, of that? Not, and not every single task that I do necessarily yeah. is enjoying it. Sometimes, yeah, I, I, I do get frustrated,
1: but I just have ways that I, I, I don't kind of experience that frustration necessarily in the moment I'll take that out like in the gym for example I, just, I have some
0: good ways that I guess <laughs> that's, not, not that's why that. <laughs> you guys google Jaden Easton you'll see his muscles look like Hulk Hogan and uh so you take your here's 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 what I just heard Jaden I heard that you have a lot of frustration because you you've sculpted your body he's an award-winning bodybuilder everybody and uh, so, in other words, your frustration manifests as muscle. So I see you're quite frustrated. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's why necessarily what I want to say we came from, but I mean, yeah, I just I don't know. I, I, I there's other like even if I'm frustrated do that, I know like later you'll be doing something I really enjoy. Like, I really enjoy putting together ad campaigns. So. I, I mean, I, I just you know it's just the fact of life. You're not always going to necessarily enjoy everything you're going to be doing, but I feel like as long as you have things the day that you look, forward to, you look
0: forward to, I mean, I just try to get that over. The things I don't like over with as quickly as yeah. possible, and I just move on to the yeah. things that, uh, that I can do. I love it. And then I would say, you know, for our listeners too, if you want to really take on heavy um, stuff, meaning bigger business, and, and really, grow, really go for the potential, because, you know, the biggest error, I think, um, I was reading in my old journal. I I scribbled this down like a decade ago, that we we tend to spot errors in a lot of things, as you know, we and we have guilt over errors that we make or this or that. But and then I wrote that I think that our biggest error is underestimating our potential and what we can accomplish. And the when we, when we actually start tapping into that, into the image of God inside of us, into our creative potential inside our physical potential, our musical potential, our relationship potential, our communication potential, our ideation potential. Like it's literally heaven bound. I mean, it's so high. Like, you know, doing a couple hundred thousand this month is like, whatever. It's just, a, it's. I mean, it's cool. I'm, I'm proud of where we've come, especially since we've held to principles that, you know, seemingly weren't going to work, but just weren't going to be altered either anyway. Um, Really going for quality because the products that are selling like crazy now, Jaden and I built quietly with no fanfare at all that nobody, I'm not sure. I didn't, I wasn't, I don't know. I was like, this needs to exist. So we're going to build it and hopefully people buy it someday. And so there's a lot of gratification in seeing ideas spread, especially when you build them quietly and don't know if they're actually going to work. But, um, but the potential that we have is incredible. But to bear that, I think working out is the only way I've been able to bear it. It's I don't necessarily work out so I can have a six pack or big muscles or look good or those things are like peripheral. I really work out because if I don't, an anxiety will just stew in me and crush me. <laughs> That's my answer.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's a recurring theme for Branson. For, I mean, just so many people. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so. Out. So Jaden, um, this was really, I think, an interesting. It's a different minute with Mark. I mean, we haven't done this type of thing quite yet, but it's is a little tacti- tactical, pretty granular. Um, I'm sure we'll have you back on again to go over, you know, some other stuff and maybe have a have a format for it so it comes out different or more focused. But I think this was. I got a lot of value from this, Jaden. Um, go enjoy your workout. I did as well. I'm gonna go work out as well. Another thing we do in our culture, everybody, is we, um, we, everybody around us has enough work to never stop working. Like literally, yeah. we just we could literally we could, if it were possible to sit in a chair and continually work, I don't see an end to. If we were just to take our current ideas and manifest them, I don't see an end to that now. But what we have a pretty strong thing on is play and working out, and they're separate. So. Jaden, just the other day, we had so much to do, and I was like, "Make sure you get your workout in. Like, get to the gym, get on a walk, play." Because the sustainable game is the only game that's worth playing. Is something that can yeah. last. And so, totally. really proud of your commitment to yourself, your psychology, your discipline. Um, our brands, of course, it's a beautiful thing, and I'm very blessed to have you around and uh, be in your world, Jaden. So enjoy your workout. Much love and thank you, everybody. Hopefully, there was some value here. Take it. I think we dropped like some apps you can use, some direct response mechanisms, some concepts on being financially responsible for your future self, not just for your current self, and a whole bunch of goodies. You got to kind of look for them though. So enjoy, <laughs> All right. so much. Jade. Enjoy your workout. It. We'll connect later. Much love. Bye.